welcome to another exciting episode of Debating Metal. I'm your host, Kenneth Dean, along with my co-host, Chris Kay. This week, in honor of Lemmy, whose birthday was on Christmas Eve just a few weeks ago, we're doing Motorhead's Greatest Hits, Volume 1. With over 20 studio albums, over 15 live albums, and countless compilations and box sets, Motorhead has quite the catalog of music. But for today's episode, we're sticking with everything up to 1992. As before, we'll choose our favorite 15 songs. Whichever songs are duplicated make the list. Those that are not, Kenneth and I will debate to see which ones make the ultimate Motorhead Greatest Hits, Volume 1. Last week, we gave you Metallica, Worst to First, Debating Metal Style. To hear what we had to say, download the episode from your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, click the subscribe button and you'll get our latest episode every time it comes out. So let's get right to it. Motorhead's Greatest Hits. All right, so one thing I want to explain before we get started. Um, so normally we take an artist's whole catalog and we go through and, and pick 15 of our favorite songs and narrow it down to our greatest hits. Um, and I found that while I was doing this, I found that it was a little bit difficult to do so in, in one regard. A lot of people know those first few albums of Motorhead and don't know a lot of the stuff that came later. Um, there is a lot of good stuff that Motorhead has put out. I would say, you know, for the majority, sometimes it's a quantity over quality thing. Um, you know, every album has a few good songs. But what I think has happened is that people know Ace of Spades. People know um, pretty much a lot of the stuff that Metallica covered. I think that's maybe how some fans got into Motorhead. But there's some really good stuff later in their career, and I think it would be ill-advised not to kind of break them apart for one reason. We here have both experienced that we've kind of opened our mind to new music with doing this podcast, and I hopefully... It, it, the same thing has happened to you as listeners. You've you've heard some of the stuff we've talked about, maybe listened to it and found new bands that you liked through this. So I thought it would be kind of really like a better experience to talk about, yeah, th these are the ones that are probably the songs that most people know as Motorhead fans, but I thought it would be cool to go over the later career too and kind of create a playlist you know as we do with our greatest hits so that you could hear some of these newer like really good songs as well so it's a little bit different format than we normally do with the greatest hits but i i, th I think it's going to be awesome I, I think it's gonna be great too i mean obviously this this episode is going to be predominantly um the stuff that most people who who even who are even you know cursory fans are going to recognize. And then when mm -hmm. we do volume two, it's going to, going to be something where people are going to say, Hey, that's a really good song, you know, but it's, it's latter day motorhead. If you want to put it like that. Yep. Exactly. So, so that'd be cool. Uh, and we will be doing volume two, hopefully next week <laughs> or, or the week after this, whatever, however it works, you know, uh, it may, it may take a couple weeks depending on what topics we come up with, unless we just want to go straight to volume two. But, um, we're here at volume one. So I think um, I'm going to go ahead and get started with my 15 songs for this week. And then we'll uh, we'll start uh, debating right after your 15 songs. Let's go. All right. So uh, in really no particular order, but it ends up being uh, 
kind of like in chronological order. I might have thrown one out of whack. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, number one, Overkill off the Overkill album. Uh, number two, Damage Case off the Overkill album. Number three, Dead Man Tell No Tales from Bomber. Number four, Ace of Spades from Ace of Spades. Number five, Love Me Like a Reptile from Ace of Spades. Number six, We Are the Road Crew from Ace of Spades. And number seven, The Chase is Better Than the Catch, also from Ace of Spades. Number eight, Iron Fist from the Iron Fist album. Number nine, Built for Speed from Orgasmatron. Number 10, Orgasmatron, self-titled. Number 11, Eat the Rich from Rock and Roll. Number 12, Killed by Death from the No Remorse compilation album. It was one of four songs that were brand new. Number 13, No Voice in the Sky off of 1916. Number 14, Going to Brazil from 1916. And number 15, Ramones from 1916. There you go. That's my 15. Oh, wow. I I was a little worried we were going to have more crossover than we did. So <laughs> we've got we've definitely got some debating to do. All right. That's good. So my list, uh, starting also pretty much in chronological order, um, Overkill and Damage Case off of Overkill, um, Stone Dead Forever and Bomber off of Bomber, um, Ace of Spades, Love Me Like a Reptile off of Ace of Spades, Iron Fist and Go to Hell off of Iron Fist, Shine and Another Perfect Day off of Another Perfect Day, uh, Death Forever and Orgasmatron off of Orgasmatron, uh, The One to Sing the Blues off of 1916, and Hellraiser and Jack the Ripper off of March or Die. Now, I am really glad you put Killed by Death on there because I totally forgot it was on No Remorse. So I'm really, really glad it's on there, and uh, we'll talk about that when we start making this list. Okay, well, that's uh, a little different than my list for sure. I, I, uh, some of those songs I, as I was uh, listening to today, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know, you know. Um, and I had a longer list, and I had to cut it down. And there's a couple of songs that were on there that that was on your list that I took off. Because I, I, I looked at what I felt the other songs around it were, and I felt they were better. So that's why I chose what I chose. You and I are going to fight it out to the death. All right. All right. So our crossover songs were Overkill and Damage Case. Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. Love Me Like a Reptile. Love Me Like a Reptile. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. And Orgasmatron. That's it. What? All right, so I'll explain something real quick here. I didn't put Hellraiser because technically that's a cover, but Lemmy wrote it. (laughs) So I I, I see where you put it. Um, so that's the reason why I did not include it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I guess it's questionable in that regard, but like he wrote it, so. Right. Yeah. So we got 15 songs here and only six overlap. So there's going to be a lot of punches thrown tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's going to be a rough day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had, like, like on my original list, I had Bomber on there. 
Um, I had Stone Dead Forever on there, just like you. Um, but uh, I I sat there and I felt like Dead Men Tell No Tales was was stronger. But anyway, let's get on with this. So the way it works, folks, if you haven't heard before, we each will now choose a song that we want to keep. Then in round two, we will choose a song that we are willing to let go. Round three, we will each choose a song that we want to keep from the others list. And then round four, we'll choose a song that we will remove from the other person's list. And then we'll repeat as necessary until we get all the songs done. When we get to the end, we usually have about four songs for one spot. And then that's when we are knocking stuff out left and right. All right, so... Uh, since I went first, why don't you go ahead and pick a song you want to keep first? Okay. Um, so I would like to keep Shine off of Another Perfect Day. I think it's a very underrated album. It has a little bit different sound than some of the other albums surrounding it because there's a different guitarist uh, on that album than... I think that was the only one that Robo did. So, um... It's, you know, it's a lot of fans kind of overlook Another Perfect Day because their mind is set into this specific sound that Motorhead had in their early years. And I I get that, but I think when you open your mind a little bit and listen to it again, um, it's actually a very good album, a little bit more melodic than the other stuff. So... I actually really enjoy it. I think it's a really underrated album. And Shine, to me, is the best song off of that album. You know, I, I was reading some of the the quotes online about this album and some of the other albums. And it's funny because this was a period of time that, you know, obviously they were going some, through some flux. You know, they had basically um, fired slash let uh, Fast Eddie Clark go or walk away, however you want to look at it. And the way that Lemmy puts it is that, yeah, he quit every two months. This time we didn't just, we just didn't call him back. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, they, so Iron Fist, um, was, you know, they, they were working with a the producer. Then they, they decided that they were going to produce it themselves. Eddie was doing most of that. It was a bad project. They, nobody was happy. The morale was, was just in the toilet. Um, Eddie Clark, you know, says that he thinks it just wasn't that good. Um, Lemmy was just, he was not happy. So they were following up an album that was very troubled in production and the band was in, in rough shape. So they bring in, um, so they bring in Brian Robertson. Um, and, you know, they put this album together that the mindset's a bit different. They're trying to kind of figure out where they're going next. And, you know, that's not always a, a recipe for success. But I think in retrospect, when you go back and listen to this, it actually is a very good album. Um, you know, they have they have a, a, a little bit different perspective. And sometimes that that's a really good thing. It does have a feel more like, say, Rainbow or Thin Lizzy where uh, Brian Robertson came from. So, you know, take it as you will, but I think it's a great song. Okay. Hey, we it's on the list for a reason, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so now I get to pick one and that I'm going to keep. And 
Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm at, looking at this list, I'm going to keep one that's real simple to keep and easy to keep. And we just, and you mentioned it at the beginning, I'm going to keep killed by death. Uh, cause I don't want it to get into a battle and get lost later on. Uh, this one of their better songs came off of no remorse, uh, which was basically a compilation album. And they actually put four brand new songs on it. So it was, they literally put one song, one new song on the end of each side. And it was a double LP when it came out. So, um, that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I like Kill by death. I do too. I, I completely forgot it was on that, that compilation for some reason in my head, it was, you know, later on. So I, I just forgot to put it on my list, honestly. So I'm glad you had it and I'm totally good with having it on the list. Excellent. So now you got to take one off. All right. So being that um, you mentioned Hellraiser's technically a cover, um, I'm okay with taking it off. I don't. Right. I don't think it it stands up. I, I mean, it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it stands up to some of my other favorites that I have on there. So. I'm okay with taking it off, and yeah, there is that technicality that it's a cover, even though he wrote the song. But right, yeah, yeah. It, it it's just weird. I mean, it, it obviously it appeared. It was written by Ozzy, Lemmy, and Zach Wild, and so it appeared on a year earlier on um, No More Tears for Ozzy's album. Mm-hmm. So, and Lemmy also wrote, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I don't want to change the world. I think it was that one. Or was it Mr. Tinker Train? One of the two he also wrote uh, with Ozzy. So he had, he had a lot of presents, Lemmy, on that uh, No More Tears album. That's pretty cool. He made a lot of money on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, yeah. All right. So this this is where it gets a little tricky for me, having to pull one off, because I really like all these songs I picked. <laughs> um, mm, 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 mm. So I'm going to make it difficult on myself later on, or difficult for you, actually. Um, so I'm going to actually take off Ramones uh, off this one. Okay. It almost didn't make the list the first time. I thought I was going to probably do a different song, but then I said, eh, I really I th- like I think your other choices off of 1916 are better, to be honest. Ramones is cool, and it's a nice tribute to the band. I like that it's a very punk sounding song um which shows i mean motorhead had a lot of punk sounding songs yeah so and and it's you almost kind of forget that in a way um but at the same time i don't think it's as strong as say no voice in the sky no voices in the sky no definitely not as strong as that song so yeah all right uh so now you get to pick one off of my list that you want to keep so I'm going to pick the one I just mentioned, No Voices in the Sky, off right. of 1916. Um, I had it on my list uh, at one point, and I had to actually redo my list because I forgot it. And <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I actually left it off. I kind of like it better than the one to sing the blues, to be honest. So um, I'm not sure what my mindset was when I when I picked that, but... We're going to go with No Voices in the Sky. (laughs) 
since you picked that song, No Voices in the Sky, which I really, 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 really enjoy, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of your list, and I'm picking Stone Dead Forever to keep. It's a it's a really good one. I I um I had picked uh, Dead Man No Tell No Tales as well when I was you know going over my full list and then narrowing it down. Um, that was that was the difficulty was choosing which one of the two songs I really liked uh, more one more than the other. So I I did have that on my list as uh, as well. So it it's just a hard one to choose. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good songs early on, um, and then you know especially Ace of Spades bunched up a bunch. Oh on man, there. yeah. And so yeah, it, it becomes difficult what to take off, what to leave on, and stuff like that. But that's the the joy and the fun of this whole <laughs> exercise. All right, so now it's your turn to take one off my list. Um, I'm going to remove the chase is better than the catch from the list. Um. So I like that song, but I think your other choice from Ace of Spades is better. We are the road crew. We already have two other songs from Ace of Spades. I think there are a lot of good songs on here that I feel are all representative of the band in different times. So um, I just, I, I don't think that one's as strong as some of the others for Ace of Spades. So. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> that being said, it's my turn to take one off your list and I'm going to take a song. I, I just listened to the song before it, it was the second single off of Iron Fist. And I just, I, I just didn't believe it was worthy of single. Uh, when I listened to it, I'm like, this is not really doing anything for me. I'm, I'm taking off go to hell. All right. Fair enough. Iron Fist is one of their weakest albums. I and get they, the, and they admit it too. And they yeah, they do admit it. I like Go to Hell. I think I think it's it's one of those that maybe has a, a bit of a nostalgia factor for me. So, I understand why maybe it's not uh a lot of people's favorites. So, there you go. All right. So, now that we've uh, basically gone back before we go back to the beginning and I uh, you get to pick a song that you want to keep from your list. Okay. Um, so for me, I've got to pick between two of them. Honestly, my, my two favorites that I've got on this list, um, are Orgasmatron's, uh, Death Forever and Bomber from Bomber. Um, but I may pick one other because I. It's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like all these songs. That's why they're on my list, right? Right, exactly. So. I think I'm going to go with Death Forever. So you're going to keep that on. Keep that one. Yep. All right, so you're keeping Death Forever. So let's let's get a quick overview here. We got uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven songs we've picked so far. Uh, I'm going to pick number twelve. Hmm. I really like two songs from Latter Day 
uh, well, not latter day, but this time period, this latter time period of Motorhead. Um, I like actually three of them: uh, "Bill for Speed," "Eat the Rich," and "Going to Brazil." Uh, and I, I became attracted to going to Brazil when I, I saw Motorhead in concert for the first time, and they played it. It was at one of those, um, one of those festivals that are put together by, um, not the. The same people who put together the punk festivals. I can't remember the name. I don't know if it was, no, it wasn't Monster, but it was somebody like that. They put together a festival, had Anthrax, Slayer, Motorhead. It was really cool. That was a really okay. cool day to see some music. Um. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and pick um, Eat the Rich for this one. All right. It's funny. That's it's one of my least favorites of, on your list. Oh, really? <laughs> but- <laughs> but it is what it is. You you know. I mean, I everything that's left on here, I really really like, and it's going to be difficult to uh, remove a song. Oh, but, I know. All right, so now you have to remove a song from your list. I'm going to remove the one to sing the blues. Um, I think it's I think it's a really good song, but I like. No voices in the sky better. Um, I I like Bomber better. I actually like Another Perfect Day better, and Jack the Ripper. I'm still hoping makes the list, but we'll see. <laughs> um, okay, so now I got to remove one. So now I have four songs to choose from to remove, and that's hard because I like all four of them. Hmm. But looking at the four songs that are left, I would say the least favorite of the four is going to be Built for Speed from Orgasmatron. And so I'm going to have to remove that one. All right. So we've each got three left. So we have three left. And what, we have three spaces left, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So we have six songs for three spots. And... Now we're crossing over into picking a song to keep from the other's list. All right. So from your list, let's see. I'm going to pick We Are The Road Crew. I think it's definitely the best song of uh, from that list. It has a lot of meaning to it, too. It's a really good song. I, I love that they wrote it for their road crew. Um, so I'm, I got to pick it. You got it. I like that one, too. Yeah, that was... Probably out of the three that were left from my list, that's the one I would probably go with first. Um, okay. Yeah, that was that was one that I had when I was narrowing my list down. I I kind of regretted leaving off, so I'm glad it's on the list. Cool. All right. So now I have to pick a song off of yours to keep. This is where it gets tight. Um, but in, in for me. I am more of an older school Motorhead fan, so I'm going to keep Bomber. Okay. So that leaves us with one spot. We got four songs, but at this point we have to remove a song each from the other's list. All right. Um, I got to be honest. I I think Dead Men Tell No Tales is a better song than Going to Brazil. Um, I think Going to Brazil is pretty cool but it just didn't resonate with me the same way. So I'm going to go with Dead Men Tell No Tales. No, 
what do you want to remove from my list? I no, I, I got you, but like I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it as an option. Okay, Sorry. so so we're killing. So I'm removing. Yeah, we're killing going off to Brazil. Going to Brazil. All right. Cool. All right. So out of the two songs you have left, I'm not a fan of either one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said. Um, you have a, a, a little bit of a connection that you want for Jack the Ripper, so I'm going to drop another perfect day. Okay. Question is, does Jack the Ripper beat out Den Nintendo Tales? Let's be honest. Which one's a better song? Dead Men. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, as much as I like Jack the Ripper, and I would love for more people to hear it, at the same time, me talking about it on the podcast, hopefully you guys go out and listen to it. Uh, but I don't think it it technically deserves to be on a greatest hits. So, okay. All right. We'll go with we'll go with Dead Men Tell No Tales off of Bomber. Oh man, I didn't have to punch you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was the the songs you had at the end there. I was like, man, there's a lot of songs that. And I know that's the way you and I are. You, there's certain songs that you that that attract you differently than it attracts me. And I was just kind of like, wow, there's a lot of songs here at the end that just don't mesh with me as well. But yeah, I did. Uh, I do really like the 1916 album. Um, I mean. We, we- I listened to Motorhead at a different time period than you did, right? So the way that I would take in in their music is different. So I I kind of heard some of their later stuff earlier than some of their earlier stuff. Um, so I you know and and part of it was that me being a kid and you know only having so much money from you know doing what I you know, a kid can do for money. So I would go to the record store and just buy what I could find. And a lot of times that wasn't the older stuff because it just wasn't there. So, right. so, you know, I kind of came in at a later time and, and went back in their catalog too. So that's also part of why I like some of their later stuff. Probably than a lot of, you know, cursory fans would because, um, you know, I I was just picking up whatever I could find and really, like, that's all I had for a while. So I would just listen to it and really take everything in. And I think maybe if, if that was the case, like, say, you know, you picked up March or Die and that was the only album you had for a little while, you might feel so differently about some of those songs, too. Because right. we all know listening to it just a couple times isn't always the way you feel about it. I, there's been songs that I've heard years later after initially hearing them and then being like, man, why didn't I give this more of a shot? So. And, and yeah, and it also works the opposite direction too, because like, for instance, you know, I was, a, I am a bigger fan of, of uh, ACDC's flying a wall than you are only because I was there when it happened. Yeah. And, you know, I heard those songs a lot and, you know, I saw the tour and so there was, there was there, you know, it was in my face a lot. So it, it definitely rings different for me than it did for you. So, and look at Motorhead for me, I was late to the game on Motorhead. I remember being in high school and my friends uh, that I was hanging out with in class, they loved Motorhead. And yeah. I just could not get into them because the production value was so poor, you know. And it was funny because as as 
poor as their production value is, Ace of Spades, probably of all those albums, has probably got the best production value, and it's still relatively inadequate. And it got worse. Like, Iron Fist is just terrible sounding. And then, you know, it was like, man, what's going on? And They, you know, they definitely ta- got better over time, though. Yes, and as as the 90s rolled in, they definitely got better. But, of course, what everyone has to understand, too, is that this band was not made to uh, to be a big production style kind of band. It no, was, they're very punky. They're very, you know, yeah. Uh, let's just play. Let's get up on stage and play. Right, you know? exactly. And and just let's get into the studio. Let's you know put whatever we can and you know and and be be done with it. And it's funny because they complained about how certain things sounded like this mix was terrible. We we had great songs, but the mix was terrible. I'm like. You know, what do you want? This, the, the sounds of it suck. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this guy didn't have much to do with it. But it's funny because one of the comments I read was the album was better when it went to New York than it did when it came back from New York. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's weird. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, um, so let's go over this list of 1 through 15. Um, all right, so we have Overkill, Damage Case, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Stone Dead Forever, Bomber, Ace of Spades, Love Me Like a Reptile, Iron Fist, Shine, Eat uh, Orgasmatron, Eat the Rich, Death Forever, Killed by Death, and No Voices in the Sky. That's a pretty good list. I like that list. Did you say we are the road crew? I did not. <laughs> do you, do we you are want me to read it? Because I have it. I have it in chronological order. Oh, I I, had, I was going across my two the two sides and oh okay. Yours was a little uh, spacing wise was a little different. Your list, so uh, gotcha. I forgot to put. So we are the road crew is also in there. So that's our fifteen songs. Gotcha. Um, but we're gonna now put them into what we think would be. A really cool concert set list, and then that will be our ultimate Motorhead greatest hits. And this is volume one, so ha. Ah, let's see what. Uh, let's go ahead. I think the last greatest hits that we did, I picked the first song to open the show. So why don't you go ahead and pick the first song to open this show? All right. Um, so we have a few options of opening tracks here, and. You know, it's it's a tough one. I think I think starting off things with Overkill would be kind of cool. Um, cuz that that leaves some other songs for say the encore later on. And it's a really cool opener, so why not start things off for you know, one of their first albums too. There we go. I I I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's not like there's a lot of like uh you know, diversity in Motorhead songs. Yeah, they're a lot like ACDC in in that they have a distinct style that they stick with. But there are, you know, there are some songs that that do stand out a bit more. Oh yeah. Some of the stuff we didn't pick pick for our list too. There was there was one song of of nineteen sixteen that it was funny. The first time I listened to it a long time ago, I was like, "What is this?" And it was actually the song nineteen sixteen, where. It's it's like Lemmy's kind of singing to orchestral music, and uh, I, I kind of over time it grew on me. I I like it. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's it's not unknown that towards the end of Lemmy's uh, career, if you want to put it like that, that he was actually doing more ballads, and he had put featured some ballads on the albums, like legit ballads. Yeah, you know, not big production ballads, but you know, one where it was a slow song, and he was you know, very reflective in some of the lyrics in some cases, you know, they were semi kind of love songs ish, if you want to say, <laughs> you know, Yeah. but you know, so he, he, de- he definitely had a soft side to him. Um, let me, was a unique character, man. Let me tell you, cause you would Truly. think with the gravelly voice and, and the style and looks that he had that it would always be a certain way, but there was that, that, that comedic side, the softer side to him that really shone through on a lot of songs and a lot of things that he did just in general, you know? When talking about his kids, especially, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. was, that was always something that, uh, you know, he, he came off very genuine, very honest about, you know, his, his interactions with them and how they viewed him and things like that. So he was always a really cool cat. Yep. Yep. For sure. All right, so I have to pull out a song here, and I'm looking at all these titles, and I'm like, what the hell could be number two? Um, so, <laughs> uh, Jesus, this is hard. Um, I'm going to go with um, Love Me Like a Reptile. You know what's funny is that's actually what I was looking at, too. <laughs> that is uh, That is definitely a song that... You know, of all the songs, I was hoping that you liked that song as well because it's such an odd title, such odd lyrics, but it's so Lemmy appropriate. Yeah, it's a really cool riff too, and I like yeah. the um, you know the the harmonized vocals on it and everything. I, I I really like that song, so absolutely on the list. All right, so. Um, you had picked, let's see, Eat the Rich. Um, maybe I'll hold on to that one for a little while longer. I think um, here, let's see, maybe We Are the Road Crew? No, let's, let's hold on to that one a little bit longer. Um, let's go with Dead Men Tell No Tells. Okay. Dead men tell no tales. It's it's you know you go with overkill, which is really fast. Love me like a reptile kind of keeps the same pace. Dead men tales, dead men tell no tales takes things a little bit slower. So um, there's not a lot of variation in speed and stuff here, but there's a there's a couple songs that would be so. There's no ballad that we're gonna throw in or anything like that. So it's a little bit different concert structure than some other bands, right? Um, so let's see here. We're at song four. We're hitting the quarter mark of the quarter or third, third mark of the main set. How about we throw in a shine at this point? I'm good with that. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit slower. Um, something a little different. So I think it's a good place to put it. So following that, I think Orgasmatron would be kind of cool because you're really changing the pace then. Orgasmatron. 
we were talking about that song the other day, and it, I find that song so. I like the song. I love the song. I've, I like Sepultura's version of the song. It's just, by God, the simplest song that you can actually <laughs> write. I mean, not necessarily the riff. The riff is a cool riff, but the fact that it's just played all the way throughout. Chorus, it just changes keys, or or you know, change, you change your the the note goes a little higher, comes back down, go back into the same thing. It, it, it's a really, really cool song. Um, okay, I'm good with Orgasmatron. You know what's funny? You know what a, an Orgasmatron is? Um, I was reading about it, and I know he didn't write the song about that. No, he didn't, but it's that, it's like, okay, so there's these things that go on your head to, like, relieve stress, and it's, it, it's like, shaped kind of like a, like, little prongs downwards and Mm -hmm. they like you put it on the top of your head and they expand and kind of like rub the top of your head it's like little metal almost like a brush looking thing Mm -hmm. so when you think of it in that context it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but yeah it's not about that i'm 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 sure everybody's seen one and if they see it like look it up on on google it's nothing like dirty or anything like that it's it's like a stress relieving head scratcher (laughs) Yeah, and the funny thing about it is that you know a lot of people think that that's what the song was about, but in reality, it it wasn't. It was actually <sighs> to to it was referring to the the things he really couldn't stand. It was a, a, a some it was a song about hypocrisy, which is weird. In, you know what's that, funny is a lot of the old like later stuff in in the career became more about um, social topics and that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they started in one direction and he became, you know, cleverly outspoken within his music. Yes, yes, for sure. And then he's always, he was very clever with with the with the way he wrote lyrics. All right, so we've slowed it down to Orgasmatron. I think we're going to crack the whip and speed it up a little bit. Why don't we throw Bomber at this point? I'm good with that. And we're at the halfway point. Um... All right, let's follow it up with Eat the Rich. It's kind of in the middle. Um, you know, I, I don't know of a better place to put that one. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so now we're hitting the middle. Well, we hit the middle at seven. Um, and uh, let's see, of the middle of the main set. Middle um, of the main set. Yep. Come on, baby. Eat the rich. Um, we can... Uh, let's see. What do you think here? I would say either... Stone dead forever or deaf forever. What do you so like? Just, just something forever. Um, so, so, yes, something forever. <laughs> Um, I'm good with either one. Uh, we just did one off of both albums just recently, so that's not really an issue, though. Um, I think probably pacing-wise, Stone Dead Forever is probably a better pick. Okay, let's do that. All All right, right. so that's your turn. So, I think, um... 
Iron Fist might be a good one to put here. Hmm. Iron Fist. Hmm. We're getting to that point where we have to start thinking about the encores. I know what I think should go as number 12. So you're free to use your, your veto anytime you want, obviously. Um, if you don't agree with my choice, but I, I kind of have an idea of what I think should be the, the, the main set closer. The main set closer. Okay. So let's, let's work this backwards in this particular case, because it, since all their songs are relatively similar, uh, except, you know, obviously ones that are obviously slower, like Orgasmatron compared to Bomber. Um, what were you looking at as number 12? I'm thinking killed by death. Okay, uh, killed by death. So, like I said, you're free to use your veto on on Iron Fist Iron or whatever Fist. you want. Um, if you don't agree with with the the lineup that we have right now, let's see, stoned. How about? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use my veto okay. on this one. I'm going to. I want. Let, let's about. I don't know if you're going to agree with it or not. What do you think about Damage Case? Yeah, Damage Case works fine. I think that's a good choice. We're now going to choose song number 10. Um, we've already talked about you were looking at Killed by Death for song 12. Um, I used my veto to move Iron Fist down. Um, or, I, or you're just replacing it. So we still have Iron Fist available. Right, right. We still have Iron Fist available. Um. All right, so where do you want to put a song number 10? Um, how about we put No Voices in the Sky? Hmm. Or actually, let's put uh, Deaf Forever there at number 10. I, 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 I like Deaf Forever better. Yeah. All right, so I think in number 11, we could put uh, Iron Fist. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, that's. I think that's a good one. So you, you're wanting no voices in the sky in the encore. Well, not that I'm wanting it per se, but I, I think um, in, in the way that things are going to lay itself out, um, it kind of fits in there. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to go with my choice that I kind of mentioned earlier. Killed by Death as the end of the uh, main set. Okay. So... So we finished off the main set with Killed by Death, and we're coming out for the encore. Now, obviously, we've done this before with different bands and different styles of music, and there's always something about the certain bands that we've chosen for this that have certain kinds of songs that get people into a certain kind of mood to come out of the, the darkness that is the, uh, the initial encore. The three songs we have left for here are We Are the Road Crew, no voices in the sky, and Ace of Spades. So we kind of know where where Ace is going. The question is, what do we want to do with No Voices in the Sky and We Are the Road Crew? Um, I think, you know, when it, when it comes to that element of, uh, you can't really say surprise. I think We Are the Road Crew to open the encore is pretty cool because it's literally just one note and they, he starts singing. Yeah. What do you think yeah. of that? Yeah, it's a good. It's a. It's unique in a way, um, but yeah, I'm good with it being there. The the opener. All right, so logically, 
you're not going to end the concert with no voices in the sky. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I think we got to put no voices in the sky at number 14 and Ace of Spades at number 15. I like that. I, I really like the hook that's on No Voices in the Sky. And it, it it's something that's like, for for all of the songs that he has sung, I think that one has the, the most melodic chorus. It's really weird to say it that way because he has a lot of melody in a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's something about like, it was almost like a, a perfect group of notes that he put together to create that melody that really comes across very well for me that's just my opinion no i i agree i mean it's a really it's a really um underrated song i would say uh there's there's some stuff that comes along later in their career that kind of follows up those ideas and there's you know i I can't wait to talk about them on the next episode that we do um there are some really cool um, you know, you say an old dog can't learn new tricks, but I totally disagree. I, Lemmy was one of those guys that, yeah, they did a lot of the same stuff throughout their entire career, but, but he also learned from the guys that he was playing with. Uh, so he had Mickey D and Phil Campbell, and both of those guys are extremely talented musicians and bringing them in and working with them, they they grew as a band in a lot of ways. Unfortunately, they just, you know, probably too little too late in this, in the scheme of things where that genre of music just wasn't as popular. Um, luckily they did get a little bit of, you know, limelight later on with their work with WWE and stuff like that with triple H's music. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to talk about a second list for them. Cool. Very good. Um, all right, so our 15 songs, as in a concert set list order, we're going to open the show with Overkill, and we're going to follow it with Love Me Like a Reptile, and song number three is going to be Dead Men Tell No Tales, followed by Shine, followed by Orgasmatron, song number six of the concert is going to be Bomber, then Eat the Rich, then Stone Dead Forever. Song number nine of the show is going to be Damage Case. Song number 10, Deaf Forever, followed by Iron Fist, and the main set will be closed out by Killed by Death. How else? <laughs> and then the encore is going to be started off with We Are the Road Crew, followed by No Voices in the Sky, and the show is closed out with the ever popular Ace of Spades. I think that's a pretty cool concert. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah, it's you know it's always tough when talking about some of these guys that have that are no longer with us. You know, sometimes I forget that that Lemmy's gone. Sometimes I forget that Dio's gone. It just you know, and it's been some time, but it they they live on with you through their music. So oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's one of those that's kind of like. Um, you see, they're talked about so much as if they're still here that it's just kind of weird, you know, in mm-hmm. a way. You know, um, see if it's all right. So when I saw Motorhead, uh, oh, it was the Mayhem Festival in 2012. So when I saw Motorhead, so they, they did a bomber, damage case, I know how to die, stay clean, over the top, the chase is better than the catch, 
the one to sing the blues, and it had a drum solo by Mickey D. Going to Brazil, Killed by Death, Ace of Spades, and Overkill close the show. I mean, for me, as a fan that I that I am, that was pretty good. That had a lot of songs that I, I liked, and, and I Yeah, I like all complain. those songs. Yeah. yeah, I like Stay Clean a lot, but to me, Stay Clean, it's just so close to ZZ Top's Tush that... I have a, I always have a hard time picking it for like a favorite song or something like that. Oh, there's there's a couple of songs that are in there that are ZZ Top like. Mm-hmm. And they were huge fans of them, and and I understand you know, and they had a, a good relationship with that band. Um, you know, they did a cover of uh of, of one of their songs, so yeah, I I I don't see a problem with it, but I you know I definitely see the similarity. Absolutely. All right. So that brings us to our big four for tonight. And tonight's big four is the big four songs covered by Motorhead. So that's a, it's a, it's a different take on covers. These are songs that, that basically Motorhead did of other bands. So, uh, since you went first for the, uh, the set list, the concert set list, I'm going to go ahead and go first on this one. Or do you want to go first? Now that works. Go okay. ahead. All right. So my big four songs covered by Motorhead. Number four, Breaking the Law, a Judas Priest cover. Um, and this is actually Motorhead because some of these songs, sometimes they end up being, you know, the just Lemmy singing it. Like I, that's why I didn't pick um, uh, The Trooper from the, when I covered that because that was actually with the Iron Maidens playing and Lemmy and Phil Campbell playing along um so anyway number four judas priest breaking the law number three shoot him down from twisted sister i uh, really like that version that was on the the twisted sister uh, tribute album then number two enter sandman the metallica cover um, motorhead covered metallica twice they did whiplash and enter sandman and enter sandman is pretty cool that was on the ecw soundtrack back in the day yeah, uh, I remember that one. I remember we, we trading it with uh, students in school because it was hard to find. So we would loan it out and burn it and all that stuff. It was, <laughs> it was good times. And, and the funny thing is it's not on Spotify. I actually have the CD, but I can't access any of my CDs right now until I build my office. And hopefully in January it'll get done. Um, but... It, it, I found it on YouTube, and I'm like, hey, it reminded me, yep, this is a pretty good version that they did. I actually like what they did with Whiplash, where they changed the lyrics at the end, mm-hmm. um, You know, where Metallica calls out their own name. Motorhead actually changed it to call out their own name. So that was pretty cool. All right, and my number one uh, cover by Motorhead is Jumpin' Jack Flash, their cover of the Rolling Stones song. I'm just a really huge fan of that song. They did that song; it's really well. It actually sounds very good. There's there, it, the production on it was pretty decent, so uh, that goes as my number one big four song covered by Motorhead. All right, that's a good list, and it is different than mine for sure. Um, we do have one crossover though. All right, so my number four, and this is probably the only time you'll ever hear this band on any of my lists. Uh, is Sympathy for the Devil by Rolling Stones. Um, I've never been a huge Rolling Stones fan. Um, no slight to them. Obviously, they have their own set of fans, uh, rabid fans, uh, still popular today. Uh, but I'm not a Rolling Stones guy. 
but their version of of sympathy for the devil i think is absolutely fantastic and and i do like if if i'm going to pick a rolling stones fan or song that i do like it is sympathy for the devil so guns and roses version is awesome it is it is um all right so my number 3 is beer drinkers and hellraisers by zz top um what i love about this one is it is they're just having so much fun with it. It's not a perfect cover, um, but if you if you told me that the the ZZ Top, I mean the that the Motorhead version was the original, I might believe you. Um, but obviously, the ZZ Top version did come first. But I uh, I really like their cover of it. Um, my number two is Breaking the Law by Judas Priest, which is the one we have in common. Um, really like that version i i like the guitar work done on it breaking the law is not one of my favorite judas priest songs i like it a lot but um i like obviously we've talked about this on many episodes but i like their more you know metal stuff like painkiller and that kind of stuff more but breaking the law it has a lot of meaning great song and motorhead's cover is awesome and then my number one is Whiplash. You mentioned it earlier. Um, I I really like their version of Whiplash. I like what you said uh, about them kind of changing it at the end. I totally agree with. I thought. I, I mean, it would be weird if they said Metallica. So <laughs> I I actually really like that version. Um, maybe a little more than Enter Sandman. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's great. Oh, I, I like your list. Uh, I mean, you can't go wrong. They did really good covers, it, but they definitely motorheaded them. You know, they did a motorhead mm-hmm. style. Um, so, and I think it's some interesting covers too, like Stand By Your Man. How, like, you would, would you really think that they would do a cover of Stand By Your Man? <laughs> that's the, that's one of the reasons why Fast Eddie Clark quit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, at, at the time, that, that's the one thing that I was trying to say about Lemmy. He was just a, such a, a different cat in that very he did eclectic. it with Wendy O. Williams, or it was, yeah, when, you know, the, the, the chick from the plasmatics. You know, and she was very punky, but that was a kind of a, a New York punk. And, you know, then there's him who does does punk, but in a corner, more British style. So the fact that the two of them collaborated like that and did that song is just, yes, definitely different. Different, you know? yeah. Well, that's our big four songs covered by Motorhead. And that brings this episode to a close. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more from us, find us wherever you get your podcasts, click the subscribe button and sit back and enjoy. That's right. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, be sure to leave us a message on Facebook at debating metal podcast and on Instagram and Twitter at debating metal. Also be sure to catch us on YouTube and leave us a comment. If you disagree with our list and want to give us your list, send us an email to debating metal at gmail.com. If you use Spotify, be sure to check out our playlists from all our greatest hits episodes like the one tonight. And remember to tune into the next episode where we spark up another exciting metal debate. On behalf of Kenneth and myself, stay safe and always turn it up to 11. See ya.